What's good with it? So I've told you throughout time that when you create a home that you wish to escape, a home and a partner, oftentimes you don't want to come home to, most of this is your fault. And in this case, males especially. So the big question, the big problem is, what do you let slide? When are you unrelenting? You need to know, and I'll say it's somebody who values, respect, and my rules and my boundaries and all that good stuff, that's what my alignment is with. So I've already made a decision that anything else revolves around this thought process, this standard. For someone who is married or involved, it's different. Your alignment lies more so with your partner. You've already made a decision that you are going to keep that partner and try to amend other things around that as your goal. So naturally, there is a spirit of compromise in that. And you have to accept that and you have to be willing to make whatever flimsy rules you can within that. Because you can't be hardcore with your boundaries and about respect. It's simple. If you're around somebody enough, and in this case a female, she will test you constantly. All right. You've heard theories thrown on it that she has to see that you're a, a real man that you can hold up to her test. You can hold up to the outside world and that you're strong. So she tests you because of that. And some of that I'm sure is true. But truth is, they can't help it. The same way anybody gets upset with anything and then approaches the next subject, the next person with that attitude, with that mood. So it's not always strategic when she tests you. Don't buy into that. Sometimes she's going to test you because that's what she does. That's what they will do. And as long as you align yourself with a female from Earth, you can expect that. I know you're special. And I know the partner you pick is just as special and that's why you got to find the right one, I'm sure. But the only problem is you see that guy sitting next to you right now and the one across the street or the one on the bus with you, 
the ones in the office, most of them think they're special too. Even if their self-esteem is raggedy, they still are narcissistic enough to believe Earth revolves around them. That's how we are. And there's common sense of that. You've only seen the world from outside of your eyes. So naturally, you don't see you walking up the street. So everything you see is from your point of view. So naturally, you are different to you. Just like they are different to them. So you must always take that in. All right, so that means you cannot have this ultra strong hand that she's going to abide by or else if you decided you are going to keep her no matter what because all you could do at that point is to rationalize and make good sense to her and hope she's in her rational mind enough that she'll usually follow the rule and standard. She'll usually carry out the principles you hold in high regard most of the time. But the simple difference between a single person and an involved person, especially one who's involved by paperwork, by law, to make it simple, because I know a lot of a lot of males like to think that they uphold order in their situation, but mostly you don't. You just rely on your partner not to test you. Here's why. And this is the simple way to put it to rest. If single man is sitting in his crib right now and his company, whoever he brought over, whoever he allowed over, irritates him to death, all right, you got to go. I can't deal with you. I got other things I need to work on or other things I just feel like doing or uh, I'm sick of you. You got to go. He can do that. And assuming she gets out of the door without him harming her or without her deciding she's going to act like he harmed her, she's gone. But involved guy, married guy, you can't do that. Unless you are willing to allow it to cost you potentially. The potential for you to disrupt your situation is obviously larger because in a lot of cases she lives with you. We're assuming that. And if she doesn't, you just sent allegedly, supposedly, theoretically, 100% of your females out the door. So you'll feel that, <laughs> you know, and if she lives with you, obviously, by marriage and all that good stuff, you both have your name on the house or place. Oh, we just can't do that. This is where they get it's cheaper to keep her because the repercussions will be heavy. And if it ever gets to a situation where it goes to court, you will be prey, typically, all right? So that to say, 
your hand is automatically watered down because you can't simply say, get your mind right or get out of my face. You can't do that. And even worse is you have to compromise on your word if you do say something like that. If you slip up and say something like ultra manly, ultra serious, ultra um, boundary driven, get your mind right or get out of my face. Being a man of your word, you got to stand on that. The only problem is in order for you two to coexist and when you get up tomorrow and you have to help her do whatever she's doing, you have Sunday plans and it's Saturday and you say that, you have to go against your word to patch it up that following day or whenever you two rectify the situation. What does that do? It waters down your word now. So now next time you say something, you're kind of serious, you're kind of not. And you have to be extreme in a lot of cases for her to recognize, oh, he's being serious now, which exerts more energy which frustrates you more, which means your tone probably got a little more rugged, which means she's going to have resentment for that. And you think you're going to be with a female who will not return that same um, level of intensity at some point? Sure she will, because you broke the ground on it. That to say, you have to keep all these things in mind. And... Throughout time, just because, as I say, that process, many males find themselves in a situation where they first start dealing with someone, just like any of us, and you're so into them. They got on their best face for you, you know. You both are pleasant to each other, and it's typically that's how it goes, and it seems just right. But as time goes by, and if you have rules and standard, which honestly, most people don't. They're real loosey on them, like, uh, kind of. No, but that's why you have to get someone. See, they always put it off on who they're dealing with, expecting them to come through the door with this manual already programmed into them to conduct themselves properly according to your program. And it don't go that way. You're trying to take someone else that done dealt with someone else and assume whatever man she was with gave her the ultimate program and already instilled it in her. You're expecting someone else to be the man before you get her. And it don't go that way. So if you have some type of rules or standard, which are both important, Eventually, she's going to chip away at it in order for you to keep her. And naturally, you're going to do things that wears away her I want to impress you face. Number one, it's going to dissipate anyway as time goes on because you're going to see each other more often in more situations. And you both will see each other frustrated, unhappy, joyful, everything. So you know what makes the other person excited. So you know what to take away if you get passive aggressive. And then you know what irritates them. So you know what button to push if you're being passive aggressive. And let's be honest. What couples do you know who are not passive aggressive towards each other? Don't answer that. I know you think your parents <laughs> and your neighbor never were. That's false. Okay. Isn't it convenient? 
And I, out of all the couples under the sun, the ones you know, you know, we're not doing that. You're getting real talk here, all right? So eventually, this person you like coming home to or jumping on the phone with, naturally, you reveal things about yourself. And you learn each other. And what will happen is, somewhere down the line, you'll find that, especially once you start living with each other, and the magic wears off, you know, so many men dislike having certain conversations with their partner. They try to avoid coming home for long periods of time. Or if they're going to hear her mouth for staying out, they want to get home quickly. And they will consider whatever they do based on that. Like, okay, for example, you're with a coworker. You get off work. Hey, let's stop by the boom. Okay. Mr. Single can just get up and go if he wants. Mary guy has to think like, okay, I know she knows I get off at five. So let me at least make this check-in call. And then what you do when you do that is, yeah, it's considerate. But now you, you've officialized the constraints. Okay. Maybe I could push back the time one more time, but I can't keep calling her and saying it'll be another hour. It'll be another hour. So you've already put yourself on the clock and you'll see males like this because when you're relaxing, chilling, you're just kind of present in what's going on. And I'm sure most of us have been out with somebody like this. They start checking their phone. Not like I got somewhere to be, let me step off, but a pacing type of feel, like, okay. They're racing in their mind and they're wearing it, you know. Like, yo, you good? Oh, man. You know, uh, you ain't trying to hear a mouth. So number one, you'll try to skip out on going a lot of times. Number two, you want to get home right when you say you are. So you don't have the autonomy to do what you feel, even if you handle the business. Bills are paid. You arranged uh, transportation for the children to get to practice, all that good stuff. So you naturally feel the crush. And then in certain instances, you have a thing where you two are already at a certain height with the aggression. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a thing where maybe she tries to pay back, okay, you can hang out, well, officially, you've given a free pass, even if she doesn't say it, you know, later, the problem this creates is that maybe she does the same thing, or maybe she does not do a payback, and now she wants to hang out, but maybe because she didn't say nothing that she went out last night, you have to be more lenient when dealing with her conduct, perhaps, or you stay at the girlfriend's house a little bit longer that she had to stop and visit. And you're not going to say anything, even though she's probably out of bounds. Why? Because she just let you slide last night. You think it's being okay, give some, take some, and it is. But it's also creating a monster. And somewhere down the line, this would be a partner you dread coming home to. 
because you realize it costs you for her to be cool. She's cool. She don't mind that I do X, Y, Z. Trust me. Here's the problem. That when she's upset or she needs to go through all of her moves. She needs to be confused. She needs to be upset. She needs to... All these good things they love. Yeah, you tackle the small percentage of the whole by making her happy sometimes. And Yeah, but you got to play husband, so you got to do all them things. You got to hear all of that. She will not be satisfied if you just make her happy and that's it. What about the other 80% of her? She needs to feel all of that. That's your job. Do what's vital to your title. You understand? So when you deal with her under all them circumstances, yeah, that may come up. That may be what fuels her anger or her tirade. And this is being honest. I know you're going to try to sugarcoat what goes on in your house. Man, who you talking to, though, you know? You can't con everybody. You know, I don't know you well, but if I was in there, I could point out, ooh, how to get there. And there's some things you're not going to notice. It'll get past you until you see that, okay, how did I get here? Let me tell you, there's a client, and several actually, because clients tend to attack in what I do. They're frustrated with themselves. They feel they come up short. And what I do in a lot of cases is I'm their ear. So they get to troll a real live person when they feel passive aggressive, especially if they don't have a partner. They try to hurl all of their resentment with themselves in life because ultimately they've quit on themselves. So they're hurling at me and I got to sit there and listen and reprimand. And I do that a lot, you know, reprimand. You'll be sitting here and think I'm talking to my child or in some cases, <laughs> if you hear a small enough dose, you'll think I have a girlfriend on another end of the phone or a wife on another end of the phone. But it's because they try to shove me in the role of who they do not have or who they are frustrated with. And that's their idea of what they need me for. You know, not everyone is out to improve. You know, I had to be honest with myself about that. Some people just need an ear, not because they're unhappy and they want somebody to speak to and tell them it's cool. It's because they want somebody to dish at. I told you. The same way you are in your home, she doesn't just want to be secure and happy and you tell her it's cool. She needs the other part. And she has boyfriends for that. But I'm not that guy. So, you know, it's reprimand city. She out of bounds with me. It ain't enough me to tell you, hey, you being funny? <laughs> and right behind it, it's go time. I'm going to drop you off right there. You know what I mean? And that's how I got to be. That's how I am. Because that's what I care about. That's what I value. Imagine if I was weak and didn't have boundaries and I'm listening to all these bras hurl their issues at me, hurl their anger at me. Come on. I couldn't operate like that. And you having trouble managing one female, allegedly, supposedly, theoretically, 
you don't realize on a large scale how much she dominates your thoughts, time, and energy like she should not. So you can't compartmentalize her from what's actually important. She's important for what she is. But what about the rest of you? You see? What about the rest of what matters, which is supposed to be concentrating on? The coexisting should happen naturally. I want to know what you two accomplished over the weekend. Not that you were nudging at the start line. We nudged and I don't know. She just, so you mean to tell me you did nothing productive as a couple. You just sat there and attempted to coexist and attempted to communicate and all this stuff. So you didn't get anything done. So that's how I look at it. Like, and that's most guys. That's what I hear when you say you argued or there's a disagreement or she ain't acting right. That's all I hear because that's all that's actually happening. So if you're having all that trouble maintaining one female, a lot of you, your eyes are bigger than what you can handle. You think you want um, young fly females if you're single or whatever. And you think, um, oh, it must be great to have all these options and how about this? You may think it's great to leave the partner you're with now. Like, oh man, if I can drop her off, I can have all these females I cannot be attached to. Number one, that's a fantasy. How many of you actually were a real catch monster when you were out there on the scene? It's, it's very few. Second, if you mismanage at home, it's your proclivity to do that. So that means you'll start the next situation and get walked over the same. You'll end up frustrated the same. So essentially, you give him one and he struggles and he's irritated and then he wants five of them. <laughs> DMX said, sometimes we don't know what we're asking for, yet we ask for more, you know? So the issue you are having with home is you. Number one, you allowed her to make your roster. Number two, you stamped her on your roster by keeping her, whether verbal agreement, whether rings, whatever. That's you. You did that. And number three, you mismanaged so greatly that you do not want to come home sometimes. You you want to sit in the car for a little bit and get your mind right and relax because you know you may not have relaxation when you go inside, depending on her mood and how she lets you live. You did that. So we're going to go for accountability today. I know last time I jumped on females for, or one of the last ones, for really hammering home the abuse card, like they worked that thing out. And I gave you the reel on that. But you know, the door swings both ways, you know. And we need to hear this. But as I say, certain clients, because they hurl their anguish and life's frustration in me, I found myself one day um, the ball game was about to come on, the final four. And it was late, later than I usually sign up or set up a session for that particular day. So I saw it. I said, nah, man, I ain't doing it now. 
And I definitely ain't rocking with you. Ain't no way. And I knew once I had that feeling, I'm like, what am I doing? I've turned into, in certain cases, the males that allow themselves to let home get erratic. And I know I'm doing it because it's a job. But if I dread taking your call or don't even want to deal with you because I know I'm going to have to no stop, correct your tone. I got to do all that. I said, nah, man, I'm cool. You know what I mean? So I didn't say that entirely. I just said, nah, I ain't messing with you right now. I didn't make the decision yet. Next morning, I get up and I jump on the inbox to set up the time. And naturally, right on cue, the broad in the inbox slick talking running her mouth, rolling her neck. You know, and I said, nah, you're done. And that's all it took. Married man, you can't do that. But essentially what I'm saying is I allowed, I allowed myself to let a situation be when I dreaded. One, no matter what I was doing, it could bring down my overall fly spirit for the day. I said, nah, it ain't gonna happen. But I allowed myself to get there knowing it was getting there, but it was cool. Because why? I know when it's enough, when it's time to drop you back off, that's what we'll do. So it's controlled. Now it's gone. So you have to have a strong, pure idea of what you value. Me, I value calm. I value contentment. And though it's typical for a client to deflect, what about you? What about you? You know, in probe, I'm not the subject, I'm not the client. So what I do in my situation is irrelevant. You know, in the deflection, that's a natural thing. And when you deal with females, it's like automatic. Once they get to a certain point and you say, hey, this right here is going to cost you. That needs to be corrected. I can tell you that ain't going to work. How do I know? Because I'm the one speaking to you. I'm the one dealing with you. I'm the one watching your conduct, which is what I do. I teach conduct. I show you the standard and exemplify what a man out in the field looks like conducts himself as and I teach you how to coexist and coincide with that male with that man in this case come on so naturally I'm telling you that is not up to par and what have we learned do not have me repeat what we both know you understood the first time I said it she doesn't get that at home so naturally when I say that because someone she dealt with said anything similar, he's not really serious. No, I was actually the serious the first time, but I didn't charge you yet for that. But eventually, yes. So that boundary was always there. I just didn't um, execute the back end of it yet. You see? 
So, that ended that. You know? And it's because she was able to test whoever she was dealing with all those times that she felt comfortable like, nah, he don't mean it, nah, he ain't serious. Or, in a lot of cases, truth is, once she's irrational, even if she knows it'll cost her, she'll do it anyway. Females have this thing where, and a lot of males too, because a lot of males are feminized. They think they're their mother, you know? They have this thing where instead of, as sinful the piece says, instead of mentally responding, they emotionally react and run back and check the damage later and hope they didn't do too much damage later after the fact. How about you mentally respond ahead of time and make the correct move based on what you know is solid instead of how you feel, your emotions and all this here. This is what we teach, but we cannot teach this unless we live this. You can't have holes in your character because when you live with somebody, they see if you are about your standard. They see if you are about your rules. They see if you are thorough. They see if you are pure. They know whether or not you are the real thing. You cannot bluff everybody. So a lot of the reason you dread going home, you dread making a call, you allow her to box you in. She knows your schedule. Okay, you get off work at 4. He should be home by 4.40. And you're intimidated if you have to call at 5.20 and you have to explain where you are and why is it going to take so long. Yeah, you allowed yourself to get there. She knows whether or not you live what you say. And she knows you're not the real thing if you do not impose boundaries on her. Uh, this, that, and other. Because what does she need as a female? Not someone else who's going to just see where it goes. Uh, what do you want to do? <laughs> that sounds like chaos. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's chaos waiting to happen. Because that means you don't know what you want and you don't know what you're doing. And you're so little to yourself that someone can walk off the street while you've been you for 30 years, while you've been you for 40 years. This person can walk off the street and press you in one month. And now you're splitting decision making in half, meaning you value their rule in order in two months when you have not proven yourself to yourself in 40 years. So who are you, right? I know you ain't thought about that like that before, but that's what I do, I grant perspective. Now you thought about it. Don't lose that thought. So, I would say this now. If you've made all these mistakes, well, you know, it's on you. But there will always be a point where you have a decision to make. 
once you feel like it's getting too far. I know the decision I made, and that's a slight one. I've made larger ones, trust me. Because if that person knew who I've had to make larger decisions on, they wouldn't even try me because it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. The game gives me a call. It gives me an order. It gives me a direction, and I follow. I'm attentive. I'm a soldier. If intuition, if my connection to the game says, hey, if my connection to wisdom says, hey, if my connection to my vision says, uh, uh, hey, do this, it's done. It don't matter who it is right now. That's it. And that's how she's supposed to be when you are that way about yourself. This will eliminate a lot of it. I'm never going to paint you a picture like you can totally have your house in order because the threat of her causing issues and you can't remove her when you want is always there. And the fact that you can't say, hey, man, get out of here. She knows you can't mean it because it could cost you. She knows you're frustrated. She knows you're talking to be talking. So your word and your hand in power is watered down automatically when you are in a situation that you've decided, you've made a decision that you're going to keep despite anything else. That's the reality. So you'll never have a perfect household. You'll never rationalize. She's never so mature that she's going to do what she's supposed to do every time. She will not like you will. For some of us, I don't like that. I don't like it. I, mean, I got things to do. I guess I've been about me for long enough to where I can say, hey, freeze, do this, do that. And I'm used to, okay, do this, do that. I don't sit there and question myself. Well, what about you? I'm like, what is this? So a broad get in the car with me and she had one of her punk attacks. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, you got boyfriends for that. I don't question myself. So when I give an order, I mean, that's gold. So for somebody to be like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you got to go, son, right now. You know what I mean? But that's me. That's what I value. And also this. You can't be upset with what comes along with you upholding your value, your standard, and your target. That's what I want. So I take what comes with it. I don't have somebody sitting at home when I get there and, and on a good day when she acts right, telling me, you know, oh, uh, I made XYZ for you. I took care of XYZ for you. And, and I don't have a one partner like that. So there you go. That's the benefit. That's the positive of you having that irritant the other day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the positive. Okay, that's, that's the positive day. That's the 20% of the time where, yeah, man, you can smile now. The other days, you got to wonder if she's going to be that way. And then when she's that way, you got to wonder whether or not she's going to flip in 10 seconds. It's reality, man. You know, tread lightly, eggshells. It's all good. It's the lifestyle you chose. Every lifestyle has its positives and negatives. 
They be like, man, what you gonna do when you get old? They be trying to scare you into it. They took the deal and they can't get out of it. What you gonna do when you get old? Man, I'm old now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm there. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's good. You know, we cool. I'll figure it out. You know? What you gonna do if you place all your eggs in one basket, like you known historically not to do, and that one person doesn't honor you correctly? Did you think about that? I bet you didn't. I bet you wish not to think about that. That's where I grant X amount of denial to married men. I typically wouldn't bring that up. I put it on their mind to think about, consider, but they don't want to consider that. That's why I dislike talking to married men in depth because after a while, in order for them to be able to remain level-headed and not second-guess life, I have to ignore obvious things like that. And the other end of that is if you got 15 females you're cool with, 15 friend friends you're cool with, you're more likely that one out of 15 will come through for you than if you bet everything on one person. As I've said it several times, and I've said it on the podcast before, if you had a shot from half court for $50,000, would you rather have one shot or 15 you know what I mean? So you, you increase your chances of having a winner, a thoroughbred. Somebody's going to look out for you. If you got more, that's by theory. A lot of people feel if I got one that I done dedicated time to, we're tied to each other by law. We built a life together. Okay? If you bet on that, I feel you. That's your investment. I ain't going to knock you. You'll never see me telling you not to. Do what you need to do, right? But even more so than that, be kind, be pleasant, and be great. Freeze this, freeze that.